Yes, this is the Narbos and Broomheads podcast, but we are taking a break from reviewing Degrassi episodes. We're going to shift our focus to my so-called life over the next few months. We hope you'll stick around for this journey. If you want to touch base with us, all of the same social media, at Narbos Podcast on Twitter, at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Instagram, and Broomheads at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us about my so-called life or come on to an episode, please let us know. We will get back to Degrassi episodes after we're done reviewing my so-called life in a few months. Don't fear, though. If you're missing that content, we've got well over 150 episodes of Degrassi reviews for you. Head over to anywhere where you listen to your podcasts and go back into our history. Hope you enjoy them, and hopefully you'll enjoy our reviews of my so-called life. Let's do it. and broomheads and we are continuing on with my so-called life i guess hey everyone uh <laughs> we're on to episode two it's called dancing in the dark which is a bruce springsteen song which puts me to sleep so uh we're gonna talk about the episode though and see if it put any of you to sleep but before we talk about the episode we've got a small gang with us tonight i'm alan you know me slip with five eyes or slip uh and we've got a sicky poo out there in Regina. Oh, it's me. <laughs> uh, I am under the weather today. Uh, apparently, it's not COVID if the tests are to be believed, but uh, other illnesses still exist. And so I am soldiering on because of my dedication to this podcast. Uh-huh. But I do apologize if I am slightly less energetic today. Is it COVIDs? <laughs> It may be COVID. Uh-huh. That's what that test is for, Alan. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one we were talking about before we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. We will not repeat that. Uh, nope. And then uh, out in, in O-Town, what's up, Courtney? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just uh, deep in uh, sports-related depression, uh, as is the norm for Toronto sports fans. Yeah, I guess so, so, even though I don't agree that Toronto sports fans deal with a lot of depression, so. They don't? No! Give me a break. Someone on Twitter right after the Jays loss was like, I'm so tired of these playoff losses by Toronto sports teams. And I was like, "Oh yeah, your fucking basketball team won the championship three years ago. Like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I might, yeah. I'm still depressed and I didn't, I couldn't even look at baseball commentary for all week. Really? I don't even know so, what's happening in baseball anymore. Stacy, if you're out there, you can tell us, but I don't know what, ha- I I don't care. I mean, not to rub <laughs> salt, but like what, what, what happened is that they were like in the lead and then they blew it. Is that what happened? <laughs> they were... Oh God, this is going to be a Jay's podcast. If you ask me that question, <laughs> they were winning eight to one. Uh, they lost the game. What? 10 to nine. Uh, yes, uh, and also uh, lost two of our best players because they collided with one another on a bullshit hit that scored three runs, and that never should have happened. Yeah, but I mean, when you say lost them, for what, the offseason? Who cares? Well, I mean, anyways, let's not, anyways, it's sad, it sucks, it was depressing. Yeah, it was the worst thing that ever happened in the history of the world, so... It felt like it. It sure did. <laughs> I was watching it on... Uh, I wasn't watching anything. I was watching the commentary because I was at the lake and didn't have access to good internet or television. And so... Ugh. yeah, I was at a ball tournament, actually, and we were watching it. It was out in, like... Anyways, it was in the country, so we had the shittiest reception, so it kept buffering. And But anyways, yeah, it was, uh, it was not fun. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is both of you are responsible for the loss because you didn't watch the game. Yep. Well, Alan can't because at least he didn't fucking go to it. So it's not his fault this time. Yeah. If I had gone, they would have lost, but by a closer amount. So, so yeah. 
ultimately, the game exactly. that I was talking about a few episodes ago was the least shitty of the Jays' losses. So take that, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's that's all. I'm just trying to, you know, take it day by day, one yes. minute at a time. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll support <laughs> Whatever you. Whatever it is, we're here for you, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Arlo. Who cares that you're sick? Courtney is the real uh, sad person on this call. Exactly. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have. I hopefully Tim's gonna join us. He's he's doing something. I don't. You know, I think it's a kid's birthday. What an excuse. Yeah, he's actually a clown on the side. He goes to kids' birthday parties. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, Makes sense. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Is he texting one of you right now? His clown photos? I can hear. <laughs> yep, he's sending me clown selfies. Wow, that's cool. What a what a friendship the two of you have. Well, <laughs> yeah, Tim will be here shortly. Ted and Barry are, at, what, at a cabin in the woods with their buddy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, they're the, with two of their buddies, actually. On a boys' trip and shenanigans. What are, are they doing? Ensuing. What are their activities? I mean, I'm not a boy. I don't know. I think they're like circle jerk having pillow fights. <laughs> no, Arlo yeah. nailed it. Sorry, what did you say, Arlo? I said circle jerk. <laughs> well, I mean, it's canon. What, ha- what happens at the cabin, I guess, stays at the cabin. Yeah, yeah. It's canon now, everybody. I'm- Sorry, Ted and Barry. He can't take it back. Uh, they'll definitely be scissoring. I can confirm that. Oh, well, there was scissoring earlier this week I know. at wrestling. There was so much scissoring. It was great. Oh, God. Yeah. This is the official <laughs> podcast of scissoring now, everybody. So. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, was there scissoring in this episode between... Uh, Angela's parents. I uh <laughs> Ew, there could have been. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about dancing in the dark. I would summarize oh. this. Oh, what? Yes. Sorry. I I that's what I forgot to comment on is the Bruce Springsteen song cuz I recently rediscovered the Adam Sandler version of it. That's the co- one he covers on SNL, right? Uh, I I don't remember that one, but I will bet you it's better than the original song. Like <laughs> Is that is the original where Courtney Cox is in the video? Yes. Okay, yeah. So Sandler covers it <laughs> as part of uh, Courtney Cox's like opening monologue on SNL, and it's the fucking best. Uh huh. I'm again. It's probably better uh, than the song because that song is boring as shit. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce Springsteen fans out there, but come on, like get real. Oh no. Yeah. Ashley, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're hearing this uh-huh. uh, slander. I hope you keep listening anyways. Yeah, the boss of boredom. <laughs> anyways. Oh, no. Actually, the uh, reoccurring the reoccurring joke on the Super Hits podcast, because we uh, when we cover a song, we talk about it when it charted the highest. And because it's all 80s songs, we often, you know, we'll talk about the same songs on the list. And every time Dancing in the Dark comes on, I say, more like snoring in the bed. <laughs> so, anyways... <laughs> And you laugh at yourself each time, it's, too, don't you? I genuinely think it's funny every time I say it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Awesome. Uh, so in this episode, I would describe this as the writers do a better job of being realistic with the children than they do with the parents. Fuck yes. Uh-huh. Before- uh, I'm excited to have Tim on to hear his take on this, too, because, yeah, I, this is fucking so stupid. Uh, before we started recording in our super secret exclusive podcast group, was it Tim that wrote, the parents are so gross? No, it was you. Courtney, yes, you, I wrote that. Yeah, you, <laughs> you said, these parents are gross. And then Tim said, so awful. <laughs> yep. Great. Like Brutal. I'm- I'm feeling less critical than both of you. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Arlo, fan of the parents. I... <laughs> team parent. Uh-huh. Team, team Patty and Graham. It's great. <laughs> team shows your ears off more. <laughs> um, also in this episode, so if you had not watched this show in great detail and kind of remem- remembered you know, everything, but you knew about the show and especially about the Angela Jordan Catalano arc, I would have thought that it would have taken longer to put those two in a situation together. Like, I felt like, 
you know, if, if there are 19 episodes that she spends like six or seven pining over him before they actually give you them, you know, together in some way. But no, we get them. Episode two in that car. Waste no time. Yeah. They cut to the chase. <laughs> get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, uh, so I thought the same thing and I was still working uh, and trying to listen to the episode at the same time. And then I, I kind of like zoned in and they were kissing and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what did I miss? And I rewound it a bunch of times because I was like, I had to miss something. But no, I didn't. It was just suddenly they're kissing. You were around it a bunch of times and you thought it was so hot. That's why you kept watching it. Gross. Oh, uh, busted. Yeah. 13-year-old Claire Danes and 43-year-old Jared Leto <laughs> making out in the car. It's great. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's just dive right into this and see where it takes us. Shall we? Shall we? Yeah. Let's we do shall. it. This uh, aired on September 1st, 1994. And it is the second episode out of 19 My So-Called Life episodes. It was produced well over, well, not well over, but at least a year after the pilot. So they did the pilot. They couldn't kind of find a place to house this show. And when they finally did, it was a year later. And I would say, you know, I mean, some people have, have changed a little bit. You know, Angela, Rayanne, Ricky, don't, you know, Brian don't look terribly different. Uh, someone's got longer hair and someone's got shorter hair. So <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, is, uh, is Jordan Catalano still as sexy as ever, Arlo, with longer hair? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> Do you wish that he would come in <laughs> and take care of you while you're sick? Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, he could read but to you, except... Really, well. now he's like creepy old Jared Leto with no eyebrows. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> so not that version? Yeah, not that version. Just the young, hot 20-something-year-old. The 20-something-year-old playing the 17-year-old? But he, he's in his 20s. I'm allowed. Uh-huh. Great. But <laughs> so gross. Uh, <laughs> so we this is the first time we see the actual show open, which is really just all these clips from the pilot with... Uh, the music in the background and it's a it's it's a long one it's like okay we need to fill in 48 minutes so let's make the opening of the show like six so that we can <laughs> <laughs> um i think unnecessarily long in my personal opinion but you know that's fine uh we've got kids watching a video about outer space in class no one looks interested i'm not surprised and we dive into Angela's head right away, and she talks about that she's been kissed three times. Uh, one was a counselor at a camp who already had a girlfriend. Did anybody here smooch anybody at summer camp? I never no. went to summer camp. I never went to summer camp. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Woo! I smooched and I touched a boob. So at, <laughs> at music Just camp. Just one boob? Uh, yes. <laughs> was it the left or the right? That I don't remember. Let me think for a oh. second. Uh, diary. <laughs> oh, no, I'm 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 thinking of like logistically here. It would have likely been the left boob. So okay, yeah, okay, that's the better one. That's the better one. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> always go for the better boob. <laughs> this was at band camp, correct? This was at band camp. Uh, she of was course. an oboe player. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're the sluttiest ones. Yeah. You heard here first, folks. The stories about band camp are unequivocally true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we did not put instruments in, in places, so it's <laughs> not totally true. Um, the second was an usher at a wedding, and do this... We this is... Pro- the first one is problematic? Like, do we have... To... The counselor at camp? Yeah, yeah, it's well, a camp, camp counselor. Camp, camp. When she's, like, 12 I, years yeah. old. Uh-huh. Was she twelve? I I mean, she's only fifteen then. Well, she said. Did she say? I forget if she said last year. So, let's assume yeah. though. I mean, she's only fifteen, so she's not older than that. So yeah, a camp counselor with with the girlfriend looking on. Oh yeah. Like we get a shot of the girlfriend like looking at them as they walk away, and then yeah, I mean yeah, count, there's a little power dynamic there. That's that's an issue, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Like it's not okay. I just meant like it's not like Mr. Colby concerning. It's like just inappropriate. Not well. Disgusting. Counselors are usually adults, right? Like, aren't they usually? Like, I 
They're usually older kids. I thought you could be like 16. Okay, well, that's not so bad, I guess. Yeah, the camp was called Camp Colby, Colby so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you signed up for. Uh, so then the second one was at a wedding in Milwaukee. My first thought was, they're in Pittsburgh, and this wedding was in Milwaukee. That's quite the drive, or unless they flew. Uh, though My I, first thought was, sorry. Yeah. My first thought was, it's actually pronounced Milwaukee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes, at a wedding in Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> so he smooches her, and then she finds out that it was actually because he lost a bet. Oh, it's a little shitty. Also, totally relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the third, she gets into this long story, but basically, she was drowning and got rescued, and she's like, "It was like the most romantic thing ever." And I was like, "It was mouth to mouth, dude." <laughs> <laughs> and Snake was watching it with a single tear. He's like, "Oh yes! man, <laughs> why can't that be me?" Yeah. I mean, I. I think you do romanticize things a little bit when you're, when you're a younger teenager. Oh my god, I did like to everything. If it was like, yeah, in like a first aid class, and you had to like put your arms around them to do the Heimlich maneuver, it's like, oh my god, he's touching me. It's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh huh. I remember like, yeah, like, or I did a lot of kind of swimming lessons and you get into like rescue and lifeguarding and yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of touching and there's and, and it's all you know hormonal because you're a kid yeah, yeah so yeah. you got a lot of boners is what you're saying so many boners <laughs> <laughs> lifeguard boners I'm like i still saved their life boner or no boner so do i pass <laughs> uh so yeah that's those are her three kisses so far she also is talking about how she's never had a boyfriend and doesn't think that that's normal i think at 15 it is normal but you don't think it's normal would be my guess yeah i remember feeling that way i like Same. i thought i was so behind everybody else but looking back on it now i was actually way ahead of everyone else. <laughs> you still are <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how like, many I of us have had jello fetuses? Come on. I had a long-term boyfriend when I was 14. Jesus. And, like, like for, like a, like, a year, for, like, that age, like, dating someone for a whole year is, like, a lot. Yeah, that's, like, 70 in adult years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, did you, I, did you I started dating, I just thought I was so, so, so far behind. Like, you know, you'd have your friends who had, you know, the popular kids who had their little fake relationships in grade five and six or whatever. And you like, in your mind, why weren't you having them? You know? But then you got married when you were 12. So then you I, made up for it. <laughs> well, then I was like, whoa, I was wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I remember like my, my kind of, uh, you know, my goalposts for my first kiss were set by DJ Tanner when she smooshed her first guy in Full House, and I was like, "When will that happen for me?" So, that that was when for, did that for DJ Tanner. I don't know. I I probably saw it on a rerun, so it was probably like '91. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, amazing stuff, right? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, Rayanne is giving. Uh, this is. I was amused by this scene. So she she comes up to Rayanne and Ricky. Rayanne's giving this super long description of this girl named Dana. She's like, and then she's this, and she's this girl, and she's this girl, and then finally Ricky's like, well, what about her? And Rayanne's like, I don't know. She just annoys me. So, <laughs> uh, and then we see a now long haired Jordan walking by, and as he walks by, she has not been part of this conversation with Ricky and Rayanne, but then very loudly, like, chimes in in order to look like she's a part of it and to, you know, have him see her being cool. I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. Courtney, can you relate to that? Absolutely. Yeah? I, you... even, I see it even now today with, like, adults. Like, it's an interesting phenomena when you work in, like, a sex shop. There's, like, a certain breed of customer that comes in and they start talking really loud and laughing at everything to show their friend how quote comfortable they are <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it's like a pure <laughs> giveaway for me that they're slightly uncomfortable. Like giant butt plug. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I all the time. I even in like what was the other day. Like in stores, there, if it, uh, there's like a dad or something, and he's making a joke or saying something to his kid, but he's saying it extra loud in hopes that somebody else will hear him and laugh at him and think he's funny. I don't like that kind of attention. I don't know what you're all talking about. <laughs> it, yeah, it definitely wasn't Alan. Angela says or thinks to herself, when he's around, my entire body knows it. Yeah. Uh, so then we are in bio class, and now kids are opening up real pig hearts. Woohoo! Uh, I never cut up anything that was formerly alive when I was in, and alive, just to clarify, uh, <laughs> alive or formerly alive in any of my classes ever in school. Was this a thing in any of your schools? Your education yep. failed. Yeah, totally. What did you both cut open? Uh, um, fetal pig and sheep eyeball. We did, a, we did an eyeball and we did a heart. And we didn't have to each do our own frog, but we did a frog like in front of the class. Really? That's interesting. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did a frog as well. We had we had Le Grenouille in, in our school, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we know we never cut up uh, anything. I guess I missed out on that. Maybe that's why I did so poorly in biology. <laughs> uh, so Brian, Maybe. so the kids are all paired up. Brian is paired up with Angela and Sharon totally catches him like checking her out, which is funny. And then and she's not impressed with him whatsoever. And then we flip over to what I can tell is everybody's favorite storyline. We start with Angela's parents. They are in the kitchen. Um, so, you know, we talk about this a lot with Degrassi. With this here, like, timelines, right? So Angela's in school. She's been in one class watching a space movie. Now she's in another class cutting up hearts. And then all of a sudden, we're back at the Chase household, and both parents have not gone to work yet. So, I mean, they own the company. They can go in whenever they want, I guess. <laughs> Our hours are one to three every day. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so they. Yeah, I thought the same thing though. It was a little confusing, but I don't think it's that confusing. Like, if they're a store that serves the public, they might not open until ten. Angela has to be at school by eight, so that gives them like two hours. Ugh, eight o'clock is that when kids start school? Yeah. It's gross. Some. Some do gross. Uh. <sighs> Actually, I don't care. Start the kids as early as possible and don't give them summer vacation <laughs> now that I'm not in school. Amen. Uh, yeah. It's just like when I got my license when I was 16, the moment I got it, I was like, they shouldn't give licenses to people till they're 18. And then when I was 18, <laughs> I was like, they shouldn't allow this till they're 21. Because, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, fuck it. Uh, so they're talking about how Graham doesn't kiss Patty goodbye in the morning. And Graham basically implies that if he does, they're going to fuck. So... <laughs> Okay, he doesn't basically, he flat out says that. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to start anything. Like, what are you starting, dude? <laughs> I can't kiss you because I'm going to have to have intercourse with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then back at school, so now, you know, we're, we're well, we're, we're, yeah, we're cutting back. So again, within the same timeline, Brian's doing all the work, Angela isn't doing anything. And then we have Rayanne chatting with Jordan. So both of them are not in school or not in class. And... She hears from Tino that Jordan can get a fake ID for her friend. And she goes into this long story about why Angela can't ask for herself because she's French. I don't know why she has to go into this. Like, Rayanne doesn't strike me as somebody who would give a shit. She should just be like, my friend Angela wants a piece of you. Get her a fake ID, right? Like, I think that they do this for the sake of, like, amusing the audience, which is fine. She's like, oh, she's French. But, you know, she's she moved here when she was young. So she's, like, American. But, you know, French. Jordan, of course, is just confused and has like that stupid look on his face. So I don't think that Rayanne would tell Jordan flat out that Angela likes him. I feel like she is a very she feels like she knows what the quote rules unquote are of high school, you know, and the rule is you don't tell. And I, yeah, like, you know, you, you you can't tell your crush that you like him because then blah, 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 blah. Like, she, it's like she, 
she thinks she knows the secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan isn't figuring this shit out for himself. No. No, of course not. Uh-huh. Boys are dumb. <laughs> uh, so... But, like, I, I do think, like, in high school, like, the, the thought of, like, outing someone that they like you or whatever, like, I, I really... I I do think that it is mortifying to think of someone knowing that you like them. And I think that your friends are sensitive to that. Like now it still is mortifying. Like go out on a date and you're like, Hey, I had a really good time. Did you want to go out again? <laughs> like, I really like you. But like at that age, like someone knowing that heaven forfend that the person you like finds out that you like them. <laughs> oh, but I mean, a little younger than this, I think, but like it was like the biggest scandal when you found out that someone liked someone, uh, or oh, even yeah. if there was just the rumor, right? But yeah, like I, yeah. I think and understands those those high school dynamics, which mm-hmm. is why she wouldn't just tell Jordan. So the teacher is asking people about extra credit, and uh, Sharon and Brian, of course, want extra credit. Ryan and Ricky call to Angela and ask her to duck out of class. I do like here. Ricky is funny when he pops into the door with this big smile and wave. He smiles and waves. Uh, <laughs> of course, Sharon. Sharon is just like so angry at everything that Angela does. She's more obsessed with Angela than Angela is of Jordan. Yeah, Sharon kind of sucks, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Angela's just like, I don't know why I don't want to hang out with you anymore, and can't, can't explain it. And I'm like, well, it's, she kind of sucks. <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian lies to the teacher about why Angela left class. And he also says that uh, Angela is helping him with this extracurricular project, which Sharon calls him out on. And she says, Angela takes advantage of you. And again, Sharon obsessed. Like, who gives a fuck? Why do you fucking care? Yeah, mind your business. The, the only reasoning I could possibly give to this, and again, we've talked about how Angela and Sharon used to be best friends. And clearly Angela and Brian used to hang out a lot more. So perhaps the three of them spent a lot of time together when they were younger. So Sharon is still, you know. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. They were all friends as kids. But now Brian sucks and Sharon sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And Angela rules. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're in the girls' washroom and Angela is freaking out over the ID. Uh, There are girls smoking in the washroom. Which, again, go to the smoking doors. Like, anyways. Like, I guess we have to have the people smoking in the washroom to show that, like, this is the tough washroom or, like, you know. Bad bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Angela thinks that, uh, is, I forget if this is in her head or if she says it. Either way, people can die of embarrassment, which, come on. Uh, she, But then she's obsessively trying to get details over what Jordan said and how he acted. And, again, I can relate. Right. Oh, the two of you were talking. What did he say? What, you know, was he was he into it? Like, how did he say it? What what did you know? Tell me again. Right. You're... When you said my name, did his eyes turn into little hearts or <laughs> <laughs> into shit emojis? <laughs> but That's it's the emoji. It's the fuel that gets you gets you going. Right. Like if you're actually not. And this is a lot of this episode is about. Like, the fantasy of the the person and, and the whole situation. And then what happens when it can turn into reality, right? So this is part of it where it's like, this is just the fuel for for everything that's kind of driving Angela at this point. Um, yeah. Brian approaches Angela in front of Rayanne and Ricky. And Angela thinks in her head about how she dreads interacting with people from different parts of her life. And again, can totally relate. And also relate, absolutely. <laughs> Elaborate, both of you. Let's say, for example, Courtney, that you came to my workplace and started talking to me in front of people I worked with. I would have to be, like, semi-professional Alan as opposed to (laughs) Courtney and Alan Alan. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... I I would have so much fun with that. Yeah, but, like, it would have to... But I would also have to be, like, a toned-down version of what I'm like with you because I don't want to totally be... Like, you have to find that middle ground, and it's fucking weird. Agree. It totally. Uh-huh. So it would be like if you had your parents on this podcast, Courtney. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, 
I would fucking shoot myself. I totally <laughs> agree that I shouldn't have been allowed to watch the show, and my fucking kids can't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, also noted that Brian is walking around with his camera around his neck. You know, thank oh, God, God this thank God this dude wasn't this age when you had cell phones, like little fucking perv. <laughs> Uh, so he makes reference to working on an apparatus, uh, which Ryan loves the innuendo. And again, can relate the moment he said, I'm, you know, I need you to work on my apparatus. I was like, oh, and then Ryan said it and I'm like, oh, I'm so you right now. Yeah. Uh, but then he makes a tactical error in telling them all that his parents are out of town and Ryan, uh -oh. yeah, Ryan immediately jumps on the bait and says Angela will come over to work on the project. And Angela is not happy about this until it's explained to her that this is now your opportunity for you to meet with Jordan. And that's the big plot line. And we cut to commercial. I will say I felt a little sorry for Brian in that moment. Like he's a nerd and she's making fun of him in front of everyone. And he uh -huh. does not react. Do you think that he he gets it but can't like does not you know is powerless to stop her or do you, do you think that he's oblivious? I think he's powerless to stop her. <laughs> Poor Brian. A so, little bit. Like he sucks, but like he's still like like I have there's a place in my herd for nerds who get bullied by cool kids. Was that you? I don't think so. Dating somebody for a year when you were what? 10? Like <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a nerd. Oh man, I yeah. We should have one podcast dedicated to who had the worst experience <laughs> in school because I would be in contention. I don't think I had a bad experience in school. Like there were certainly like if I if I looked back and said what was high school like, I would not have said it was the best time of my life. But I would have not have said it was bad. It was kind of just it was fine, you know. Yeah, high school wasn't too bad. Like, I'd say from grade 6 to grade 9-ish were horrible, and then things got a bit better. Yeah, I was kind of the same. Up. My, like, junior high kind of sucked. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Arlo, were you were you dating everybody in junior high, or what? Everybody in junior high. Uh -huh. No, I one guy, remember? Yes. <laughs> so, so your junior high was okay? I guess it was okay. I don't know. Grade 7 wasn't great, but... Grade eight and grade nine were okay. And then high school was rad as fuck. Well, I mean, once I stopped giving a shit what other people thought, like I stopped caring about like being popular and stuff like that, then it didn't like nothing was a consequence, you know? That's a secret. I gotta learn how to do that. <laughs> That's a secret to being popular, <laughs> not caring if you are. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, so we're in Angela's house. Ran and Ricky are there. I, I, you know, they're the typical friends that are always over and just eat all the food. Uh, and then Patty walks in the door with Sharon's mom. I, I don't know. Arlo, do you know what Sharon's mom's name is? Or do I just call her Sharon's mom? Her name is Camille. Okay. I'm just going to call her Sharon's mom. And uh, she's played by actress named Mary Kay Plays, who is actually really famous. And I only knew her from... Uh, this show, really, but she's been in just a ton of stuff. And in the 70s, she won a primetime Emmy for a show called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. So I looked up this show, and it, by all accounts on IMDb, is a bonkers show. What's it about? So I found an episode on YouTube and watched it. And uh, particularly from this like 2022 lens on it, it is bonkers. <laughs> bonkers like it's offensive? Bonkers like... It, it's like experimental 70s sitcom kind of situation. And like I only watched one episode, but I'm going to watch more, I think, because it it's just like it's strange. It's strange. The cuts are strange. The scenes are strange. Like the acting is weirdly like they're all on quaaludes or something. Like it's <laughs> bizarre. So anyway, she won a primetime Emmy for that. And then since that, she's been in like a lot of famous movies like Being John Malkovich, Girl Interrupted, Sweet Home Alabama, The Big Chill. She was on Grey's Anatomy for a long time. She <gasps> voice work for Kings of the Hill, The West Wing. Um, she had another primetime Emmy nomination for Big Love. 
Like, she's been in lots of stuff. They were lucky to land her for this part. What's her name again, sorry? Uh, her name is Mary Kay Place. I just heard you say Grey's Anatomy, and I have to investigate further. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So as they're talking, it it becomes clear that uh, Camille, Sharon's mom, knows a lot more about what's happened with Sharon and Angela than uh, Angela's mom. Like, she's basically talking about their whole, right, Sharon and Angela's conversation from the last show. So. Aaron and Camille have a different relationship right now than Angela and Patty do. Yes. Uh, So meanwhile, outside, Sharon doesn't want to come in. So she's just hanging out by the car, which is so fucking lame. Like by the car. Yeah. And uh, Brian skateboards up to her. Brian, like the the man of many modes of transport. He is is wearing what I could describe as the least skateboard outfit of all time. Like, he's basically wearing what Tiger Woods wears to golf, but a lot less cool looking. Isn't it it rollerblades with skateboard? No, he's skateboarding. Because he rolls up on the skateboard, then they chat, and and then when he leaves, he actually takes a few steps and then starts rolling again. And I'm like, what, are you going to do an Ollie, Brian? Like, what the fuck? And... Why are you skateboarding around here? Like, this is... like I guess this is a dude that's riding his bike in circles in front of his house. So maybe he does that on the skateboard. But it's like, what a fucking weird kid. <laughs> right? Like, if you're going to ride really your... really passionately. Well, no. Is it like... Are, are his parents like, Hey, Brian, you can, o- you can go outside, but you can only stay in front of the house? Like, why would you bike in circles around your house? The only reason I could possibly think of is that he wants to catch a glimpse of Angela, which is creepy. I mean, I used to, like, play out front of my house when I was, like, a kid. By yourself? In, going yeah. in circles? I mean, <laughs> go outside and skip rope, or you go outside and, like, you know, fool around on your skateboard or whatever. But, like, when I was older, I didn't do that anymore. So uh, maybe showing that he's still kind of immature. I don't know. Sorry, I... I stopped hearing things when I heard skateboard. You were skateboarding outside of your house? We had a little skateboard. Did you do tricks? Like not like a like a freaking skateboard skateboard, but like a little plastic skateboard or whatever for kids, you know. So you're not Tony Hawk. I had a skateboard. Really? Yeah. Didn't like that's not weird. That's normal. Oh, I'm the weird one. I never had a skateboard, so I'm a weirdo. Sorry. Yeah. I had a skateboard. I didn't do it like I like probably sat on it and like paddled it or paddled it down the sidewalk i didn't do anything on it but i had one and you like a relic from the 1970s when they were like new (laughs) (laughs) i mean you look i i will i will defend brian Krakow a little bit actually because his crush just happens to live across the street so he rides his bike in circles on the street my crush lived you know a 10 minute bike ride away so i would go for a 10 minute bike ride (laughs) (laughs) Now, the truth comes out. Yeah. Is, is, he's not mad at Brian. He just relates to him so much. Yeah, I see myself in him, and it's and it, and just my anger is my... As Arlo, I think, once said, my anger is fueled by my sadness, so... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, the mums uh, continue to talk, and now we get Patty talking about how she wants to cut her hair, and immediately I'm like... She must be wearing a wig, and at some point in the last year, the actress must have cut her hair. That would be my guess. And they were like, well, we'll just put this into the story. Because, I mean, they may have just had her cut her hair at this point, but I'm like, it it would make sense to me that, you know, you you shoot a pilot, and then a year later, someone's got a completely different hairstyle. And for, for, though it's, you know, for, um, maybe it's not, because for, for Jared Leto, they just let him grow it out, right? Like, they could have easily been like, dude, you need to fucking cut your hair but anyways so angela is continuing to obsess over jordan to ricky and rayanne uh then the parents start talking about things that guys like which because they're on abc they can only say so much right like just kind of tame yeah. stuff look at when you put a finger in his ass like you can't say that <laughs> i mean uh, i feel like at the <laughs> These are the kinds of conversations that, like, were coming up in women's magazines. Like, if you ever read, like, old 
cosmos and things like this is just like that this is exactly the kind of articles that you read this is not this no like this would never happen with my parents would never have this conversation conversation fuck no are you sure are you sure that when you weren't around they had they had talks special talks I once overheard them tell, talking about if they needed to send me away to some like reform camp because I was like, <laughs> acting out. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I didn't hear anything about what boys like. <laughs> they should have. They should have sent you well, away. This is interesting. They like, in, like a lot of the parents on you know similar shows at the time, like nine hundred two one zero or whatever, you would never catch them talking to their friends about their marriage. You would never, yeah, sorry, you'd never catch parents talking to their friends about their marriage? Yeah, like, it's, oh. like, parents don't have problems, and they don't have sex lives, and they don't have, like, they don't talk to their friends about it. They just know all the answers. So I think it's interesting to have two married parents having this discussion. And, like, yeah, it's pretty tame, by like our standards, what we would talk to our friends about in tomorrow, like <laughs> they like you to wear red like, off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what maybe even mean. I mean, if you dig a little bit below the surface of that comment, that's there is a lot <laughs> that maybe we would talk about. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, <laughs> like there's a reason. Sharon's mom, sorry, Camille, uh, also. You know, she kind of they 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 do the whole like, oh well, we're we're into something now. And uh, it's really, like, spice things up in our marriage. And, of course, it's ballroom dancing. That's the joke. Like, it's not scissoring. Like it's not swinging. Yeah, it's not swinging. <laughs> Have you guys tried leaving your garage door halfway open? <laughs> Crazy things happen. Porch. Uh-huh. Uh, so now we get another meal at the table. And there are so many plates of food. <laughs> yeah, this is unrealistic. Like, it looks... It looks like a restaurant where you're like, I'm going to order for the table. And then they just fucking bring out like 10 dishes that they put on the table. And this is all because uh, Graham's brother, Neil, is over. And Graham's brother, Neil, is basically what? His super cool single brother? Right? Like he's, I think so. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think the point is that he is super cool. I yeah. I, like creepy. Well, and that's interesting. Well, he's. He has a what? A different lifestyle, you know? Yes. Yeah, he's single. Yeah. Yeah. But like creepy, like the dirty, like not dirty, but like the dorky, I think I'm still 20. Like, yeah, well, he's he's cracking jokes and like his jokes are over with the kids. You know, Angela cracks a smile every time the guy opens his mouth. So, you know, which is probably what like eggs him on, right? But Um, I mean, that's kind of really like you know at that age where like you like anybody but your parents yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, anybody's jokes are funny except for your parents who are horribly embarrassed like uh pat patty says that she's thinking of cutting her hair kids don't like the idea graham says like hillary clinton so again obsessed like two two episodes (laughs) two references to the clintons (laughs) <laughs> the moment in also time. i know i can't relate specifically because i don't have family dinners at tables but i would never say that to my kids that you would cut your hair topic. i'm thinking of cutting my hair kid. hey what kids do you think? like guess what mommy's gonna do <laughs> yeah <sighs> you would just do it and be like shut the fuck up <laughs> right no i would just do it and tell them to shut the fuck up. I'm a also... person, right? I think she's looking for approval. Yeah, I do too. Like she, she is, and like you can see, you know, doesn't um, what's her face chime in and it's like just because I cut mine doesn't mean you have to cut yours. Or oh, because Angela dyed her hair, yeah. Or Angela, sorry, yeah. I love what's her face, the main character of the show. <laughs> sorry. You know what's his face <laughs> that was dating Caitlin and Degrassi? What's his... yeah. What's his face? Every time you say Angela, I cannot help but hear Tony Danza say it in my head. So I can't. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go it. through that for the rest of the show. And then Angela is like. <laughs> Angela. Hey, Angela. Hey, oh. Hey, oh, hey. Angela. 
Jonathan. <laughs> um, also, I, I mean, I think that this is a real big kind of point in time thing. And so I, we were all, I think, a little bit too young. But, like, it's weird to me now, looking back, that in, you know, the early 90s or the early to mid 90s, Hillary Clinton was just this thing, right? Yeah. Like, what do you mean the the first lady like has her own job and is successful and is and is super active in the, the the politics of the nation? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean she's way smarter than her husband and way worth our time more than him? Uh huh. Yeah. Like- yeah, so there's there seems to be this this weird obsession, but again, I don't think it's just in the show. I think it was you know clearly also in real life. So, well, and I feel really bad for Patty at the moment. Like she's looking for like a little bit of like approval and family, and every single one of them is just making fun of her and laughing. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for her. Do you want to hug well, her? She, she works hard, you know. She's trying to keep her family together and, you know, make them like the perfect nuclear family. And like, they all laugh at her for her effort. Really. I mean, one of, <laughs> one of the things that I, I do appreciate again, is that there are issues in this marriage, but they're not making it super obvious. Like in Degrassi, you know, it would be, you know, when they had, what was it? Kathleen's parents sitting at the table. <laughs> You didn't have to figure this out. It was just like, you're going away forever, you piece of shit. I'm going to have to drink. Like, (laughs) at least here you could watch this and go like, what's the big fucking deal? But it's like, well, there is a problem. Like, you can see that maybe in a single single conversation here, you wouldn't necessarily say, okay, this is highly problematic. But if this is the life that these two kind of live together, you're like, oh, there's some issues. Like, maybe not over-the-top ones, but things that these two probably do need to work together to to figure out, right? Fairly realistic issues in a lot of ways. Like, uh, I think a lot of time we hurt people that we don't mean to hurt and discount them on something that's important to them. You know? It happens. So, Or, um, maybe monogamy is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Go on. I don't know. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, Graham and Neil are outside talking about Graham's marriage. Neil is like, you two seem very happy. But Graham seems conflicted. So he goes inside and he agrees to the ballroom dancing. And at the same time, Angela wants to get permission to go to Brian's to study. And Patty isn't into this initially. And I was like, why would you not let her do this? I mean, she lied last time. But, yeah, I guess so. But, like, she's literally going across the street. Like, this is an easy one to, like, check, right? And Brian... Brian is fucking Brian. Like, they go as yeah. far... They, they go as far later as to speculate that Angela's actually into Brian. Which Angela overhears and she's mortified. Uh, my parents used to think that every single person who uh, I uh, hung out with of the opposite sex was somebody that I was uh, probably dating. Yeah, that's normal. And I was I'm like, the I'm the same with Jack. And I'm like, I'm not dating anyone for a long time. Single tear in my I just eye. Be fucking mom. <laughs> if you mean by banging, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so ultimately, because the parents decide that they're going to go dancing, they uh, they are like, okay, you know what, Angela can go over to Brian's. That'll work, and then they'll have Neil come over and take care of Danielle. Everything is set up. And so Angela goes to Brian's place, and she comments about, how, here's where she says, it's been a long time since I was in this house, and that it smells exactly the same. Uh, which, I mean, I can't I can't think of a specific example, but I could relate to that, like going into a place and being like, oh yeah, I remember that smell. Yeah, smell. Matters. Oh, like, uh, yeah, it's the strongest, right? Yeah. At least to me. Like, I, yeah, anyways. I won't, but yeah, that is totally realistic. I would never say that though but i would think it i guess that's a head you might say it in your head yeah and that's yeah. what angela does she didn't say it to brian she's yeah that's like, true she's like this fucking smells the same dude <laughs> it still smells like shit in here doesn't it <laughs> so this was kind of strange they're doing a science experiment in his place and this involves a live mouse 
Yeah, that is not normal. Unless you're Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, the my science experiment involves cutting up live animals. Like, yeah, that's a serial killer. <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah. an experiment. Uh, Angela tells Brian, she's like, uh, you know, uh, Rayanne and Ricky might be coming over. And Brian is immediately, you know, calls her out and is like, I knew you wouldn't be much help. And it's a totally shitty thing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have no intention of working on your project, and I'm going to invite my friends over. Without asking. Yeah. And I'm going to basically make, like, your house the centerpiece of my evening. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this is a dick move on Angela's part. Yeah. No defending her actions here. No, not at all, right? So this feels like a good place to stop this episode, because we're about halfway through. We'll cover the next half in our next episode of Narbos and Broomheads, and try to answer the following questions. Did Patty cut her hair? Is the ballroom dancing cool? What happens at Brian's house? Does that mouse get killed in front of us? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, also, I mean, we haven't discussed it yet, but based on what I saw in our group chat, I'm assuming that some opinions are going to come out, particularly about the uh, parents' storyline as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we'll let the suspense build as uh, Angela. We I will I will spoil it, and we already kind of did. Angela is going to uh, have an interaction with Jordan, so we will talk about that as well. But yeah, uh, Tim, who we said was going to be on this show, you didn't make it, buddy. Come on, dude. Uh, what so an asshole. Yeah, we'll see if he joins us for the next one. Jerk. Just kidding. He's he's doing his kid's birthday. He's a good dad. Uh, so, yeah, call, follow him, by the way, Folly T on uh, Twitter. But you can also follow this podcast at Narbos Podcast on Twitter, at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Instagram. If you want to talk to us about uh, my so-called life, and in fact, I did get a couple of emails about it a few weeks ago, so I will read them on the next episode, Narbos and Broomheads Ooh. at gmail.com. And I'm yeah. Slip with Five Eyes, or Slip, Arlo, you're sick, but people can still reach out to you with well wishes, right? Yeah, that'd be great. I have a feeling I'm going to be sick on the next episode, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe I'll feel better. You can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. If you want to send your Blue Jays-related condolences out to Courtney, how can we reach you? Don't. I don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. Courtney.1293 on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, where you can you should have posted a picture of yourself crying over the baseball game. <laughs> Why? I would have liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're a dink. Like, 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 like. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you all in a week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I just said I was going to my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Caroline. I would never get girls out of my house. Maybe I would. I would walk around the cafe, cut. Don't forget to call my dreams. Everyone thinks I'm so good. I went crazy, had to cut school. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh.